Hi, this is Robin from Robin's Nest Podcast. I have been absent a few weeks. I had uh, COVID and was unable to do the podcast. So I just wanted to do a short little podcast and sort of catch things up from where I left off when I did the last uh, podcast myself. So I think the last podcast ended um, maybe after I had my son and we moved in with his parents. Um, So that had to be back in maybe 92 or 93. So we had lived with his parents uh, for a year. His parents told us that they would match whatever down payment we had um, to buy a house. So we found this cute little rancher in Williamstown. It was on a dead end and all the way at the other end of the street was a lake. It was a three bedroom, one bath. It had a privacy fence out back um, and it was in good shape and it was in our budget. So we put an offer in on the house and they accepted and it was a day before settlement. His parents came to us and said that they did not like the house and they would not be giving us anything to put down on the house, which we were counting on. So we didn't have the whole amount to put down on the house. So I think it was just a ploy to keep us there because while we were living there, uh, she pretended to be Mikey's mom. Uh, she was way too much into our business. Uh, She was having phone calls with my mom. Um, Just total nonsense. So we ended up having to back out of buying that house. So the next day, my husband went to work and I put the baby in the car and went to Forest Creek Apartments in West Effort and got a two-bedroom apartment. So I went home to his parents' house to start packing up our stuff. And when my husband came home, I said to him, uh, me and the baby are moving to the apartment. You can either come with us or you can stay here. But I've absolutely had enough of your mom for one lifetime. So he did choose to come with us. So that day we moved to West Effort Apartments. So we stayed there for, I guess it was a year. Yeah, it was a year or so. And then we were able to put our own down payment on a house and didn't need her permission on what house we bought. So while we were living in the apartment, I never liked my kids being with a babysitter. So he worked from seven to three and I worked at Delaware Valley Wholesale Florist 
and our shift started at three and we were done when all the orders were picked and packed. So it was random times. And when we worked at Delaware, whole Delaware Valley Wholesale Florist, I worked there with a couple friends, uh, my good friend, Kelly, who we've been friends since second grade. Uh, we met a girl, Kim there that we hung out with. There was another girl that lived in Pittman. I think her name was Heather. But anyway, we had our little friendship and, you know, we would carry on while we were there. Uh, the girls were doing, uh, what's called Max Alerts. They were sold at the gas station. They, like, gave you energy. Because at this job, you could leave when the orders were done. So the faster you went, the faster you could leave. And I think Kelly gave me some kind of damn seaweed pills. I don't know what it was for, but I wasn't one to take pills. But I said, yeah, I'll try the seaweed. And of course, it upset my stomach. I was in the bathroom for hours. And eventually I tried two of these max alerts. Now, a couple of the girls were doing like handfuls at a time. I was like, oh, hell no. So I took two of them and it was a snowy, icy night. And the parking lot was full of cars. And I had so much energy. I took an ice scraper and tore through that whole parking lot and cleared everyone's windows off. And that was the last time I did that. But a couple of the girls got serious problems from taking those max alerts, like had serious liver problems from doing it. But so when we lived in this apartment, I had to have a babysitter. I think it was like for half an hour, 45 minutes from the time I left to go to work and by the time my husband came home. So I had a neighbor that I talked to that had a baby younger than Mikey. So she said she would do it. And I was like, okay. And she seemed like a really nice person. You know, her house was clean, whatever. We lived right across the hallway from each other. So I gave her a key to the house, but she wanted to watch Mikey there because that was usually her baby's nap time. So I'm leaving Mikey there and he's okay at first. And then like a week later, he's screaming, hollering, crying, having a fit that he doesn't want to go there. And I'm like, well, you know, why don't you want to go there? Don't you want to go play with the baby? And they had a dog and I said, don't you want to play with the dog? And he's like, no, I don't want to go. And he really just started like having a fit that he didn't want to go there. So come to find out, she's threatening my toddler that if he gets off the couch, the dog's going to bite him. So she made him sit on the couch for 45 minutes. So that was the end of her. And I think I just started going into work late. But while we lived in this apartment, it was a cute little apartment. Of course, my son was just hyper. He was bigger than the rest of the kids his age, and he had no fear. So one morning, I'm sitting out in the living room, having coffee, watching TV, and as far as I know, he was in his crib sleeping. 
I don't know what he had, but like his hands and feet were always like clammy. And the rails on his crib were flat. And somehow he could stick them feet to the rails and get out of the crib. So I also had a gate in his doorway so that, you know, I would be awake if he was awake. So I'm sitting out there on the couch one day, having my coffee, watching TV. I'm in like a t-shirt and my underwear because, you know, seven, eight o'clock in the morning and the baby's sleeping. So I'm looking out the sliding glass door and I see this baby dart by. He's only in a diaper and a t-shirt. And I'm like, damn, someone needs to watch their damn kid. And I'm looking out the window and this little baby's running on down the grass. And I'm like, damn. And all of a sudden it occurred to me, where the hell is my kid? So I go tearing back to his bedroom, open the door, look in there. He's not in the crib. And he had picked the, when you have a screen, the screen goes in and then there's this little rubber tubing that holds the screen in place. He had picked the tubing out, pulled up the screen and was out and about. Thank God we were on the first floor. And there I go running down the damn street chasing this baby. But this kid was absolutely crazy. One time, I remember him, um, it was like distant. And I could hear him saying, mommy, mommy. And then he would giggle. And I'm like, where is he? And I couldn't find him. And he keeps saying, mommy, mommy. And he's laughing and laughing. I'm like, where the hell is he? And I'm looking all over for him. Somehow he took his sticky feet and climbed up the door jam and was sitting on top of his bedroom door. I'm like, what the hell? And I've been around kids all my life. My nephew is not even a year younger than me. And I have had an infatuation with babies since I was a baby. So I have been around a lot of kids. I have never seen a kid do this. And another time when we were in that apartment, so I had a gate at his door and I had a gate at the kitchen and he got up, got out of the crib, climbed over the gate in his bedroom, climbed over the gate in the kitchen opened the cabinet, opened the drawer and got on top of the stove and it was an electric stove and he pushed all the buttons on and he was digging in the cabinet above the stove because he knew that's where his vitamins were. He ate like a bottle of vitamins and by that time the burners got hot because he had turned them all on and burnt his foot and all of a sudden I hear him screaming and I go running out of the bed, looking all over for him. And here he is in the kitchen and he had burned his foot. So I took him across the street to my neighbor because she was a nurse and, you know, she took care of his foot. Now this kid had been in the emergency room countless times between his asthma, his allergies and just having no fear for nothing. 
He was in the bed with his dad. They were going to sleep and he was being obnoxious and you couldn't sleep with the kid because he would sleep lengthwise and then he would go with and then he would pick up his 90 pound head and smack you in the face with it. I mean, he just, I don't know if he was fighting in his sleep or what he was doing, but he was not still. So he fell out of the bed and somehow the corner of the nightstand hit him right in the eye, like underneath the eyebrow, but before the eyeball. And I didn't know if he damaged his eye or, or what. So I took him to the emergency room. And of course they make me think that I'm an asshole for bringing him there. And I'm like, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if he broke the, the eye socket, the bone, or if he damaged his eyeball. Like, I don't know what the hell to do. I mean, I was 19 when I had him. So at this point, maybe I was 21. Like, I don't know what to do. So I didn't take him when he burned his foot because I was afraid to death. Like they were going to call diapers or something because we were always in the hospital. So, and at this point, my marriage, um, was not what I wanted it to be or hoped it would be. Um, my husband was an abusive alcoholic and when he got drunk, if you said the wrong word, the wrong color, the wrong anything, it would automatically uh, be an argument and they usually turned physical. So I was really afraid of Dyfus getting involved because the police were out to the house for the numerous fistfights and this kid was always in the ER for something. So at this point, I thought like, I don't know, every young woman in America, uh, the stupid thought that if you have a baby or another baby, that it would bring you and your spouse closer together. So this is when we started to try to get pregnant with Stephanie. So it didn't happen like the first couple of months that we were trying. So I had called an infertility doctor because there a lot of my sisters also had infertility issues. So I called an infertility doctor and they said that they wouldn't see you until it's been a year. So, you know, I tried not to focus on it, but of course that's what you focus on. And we started to look for houses again. And we were going to live in Williamstown because that's where he grew up. And, you know, his parents watched uh, Mikey basically whenever we needed them to. So we wanted to be closer to them. So we start looking at houses and they were just like nasty. One house we walked into was a complete shithole that smelled like chitlins. He said he was cooking chitlins 
And I walked in, turned around, and walked right back out. I'm like, there's no way in hell that smell will ever leave that house. So his parents lived in this nicer development called Green Meadows. And they had a bi-level house. It was three bedrooms, one bath, kitchen, upstairs and down a half a flight of steps they had a family room another bedroom and uh like a storage room laundry room which puts you into the garage sorry had to clear my throat and cough because of the after effects of covid so anyway I really liked that development and there was a shop right, like right in, basically in that development. So I wanted to look in there. Well, of course we had a budget. I was all of 23, which made him 27. So I found this house in that development. It was a rancher, just what we wanted and um it needed work but my husband at that time was very handy with those things and the price was out of our budget but i had said to him that i still want to see this house and he was like well there's no sense in looking at it it's out of our budget i said just because that's what they're asking doesn't mean that's what they're going to take so we went and looked at this house and I loved it. So we put a bid on the house much lower than they were asking. And we met somewhere in the middle. It was perfectly in our budget. So that's the house we ended up getting. So the day before settlement, it was a day or two before settlement, my husband says to me, aren't you late? I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, what am I late paying now? Like homeowner's insurance, like inspection, like what am I late paying now? He's like, no, that other thing. Well, what other thing? And he's like, you know, that that thing you get. He could not say the word period, like it was going to attack him or something. So I said, what are you talking about? My period? He's like, yeah. And I was like, it's late. He said, yeah. I said, oh, okay. Well, let me go to CVS. So I went to CVS and got a test and he was absolutely right. Oh, we were pregnant with Stephanie. So I immediately called my doctor the next morning and told him that I took a test and, you know, that it was positive. And he said, well, congratulations, you're pregnant. I said, well, I still want a blood test. He says, that's fine. Come into the office, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he immediately put me on high risk because of all the complications I had with Mikey. So he said, are you working? I said, yeah. He says, you're not anymore. I said, well, that's fine with me because when me and Mike decided to have another baby, the deal was I got to stay home with the baby because I didn't get to stay home the first time. So he was all right with that. So I called my job and said, um, yeah, I won't be coming in today or ever again. I quit. And I think actually three of us was pregnant 
I think Kelly had her next child. And the other girl, I think her name was Heather. She had red hair. She lived in Pittman. She was pregnant too. So, you know, I, I couldn't believe that once you take your mind and focus off of something, it does happen. So it wasn't quite a year because I had to cancel the infertility doctor's appointment. So we go make settlement on the house and at settlement, uh, the homeowners were there and the house was a mess and they had contact paper covering the appliances and there was no knobs on them. So I asked her, you know, where the knob was to the dishwasher. She said, oh, there's a pair of needle nose pliers in a drawer. Just, uh, you know, use them and three clicks and it's on. And I'm like, what the hell are we talking about? So the house was a total mess. Like it needed carpets ripped up and painted. But my doctor had already said I was high risk. I was not to be a part of any of that. That when they were painting and cleaning and doing everything that I was to be sitting on the front step. Which really upset me because it was my first house. I wanted part of it, but uh, I was high risk and had to do what I had to do. So I had family members, sisters, their husbands. They all helped us move in. Uh, we kept all of our furniture and everything in the U-Haul truck until the house was painted and the carpet was replaced. Luckily, my brother-in-law did carpet and everyone pitched in and painted. So that happened to be the day, June 13th, I'd say 1994. That was the day of the big OJ chase. So we had one TV plugged in on the floor and we're all crowded around watching it. So that's where I'm going to end tonight. Uh, going to end it where we just moved into the house and I was pregnant with Stephanie and we will continue more at a later time. And you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Robin's Nest. Feel free to leave me a message. Uh, later on in the podcast, we're going to... Uh, do subjects. Um, I still have family members that are going to come on and be a guest. I just wanted to put this out there, this short little podcast, just so you know, I didn't fall off the face of the earth. And I will catch up with you at another time. Thank you for listening and have a great night.